Recording live from the brand new all-you-can-eat restaurant opened across from the VMAC. It's a Seahawks Nest podcast. That's right, dude. I'm trying to get some of that Eddie Lacy contract. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Luke Jokel is not that big of a guy. No, uh, you, you, you didn't hear, man. The Seahawks want him to be 240 pounds. That's right. We want fat Eddie Lacy. We don't skinny Eddie Lacy. Skinny Eddie Lacy. Are you Stay telling me? Are you telling me we found our offensive tackle? Uh, we found him. <laughs> two, two and one. Yeah, he's going to play offensive tackle on first and second down, and then third down back. You know, I'll tell you, he actually is a solid. Uh, and I, I'm using the word solid intentionally. Solid pass protector. Uh, sure. And he's, he's a good pass catcher too. And honestly. So far, his career trajectory reminds me of a certain former Seahawk. It's not too far off of one man who enjoyed himself some Dave and Buster's in a cold climate with little to do. I mean, I I uh, I really <laughs> don't, think don't he, draw those comparisons. I really think that there's a, a strong comparison to be made though. Like the the first two seasons, the kind of the production drop off. Spell it out who you're talking the about. The way he got run out, of, kind of ran out of his t- last. Job for He's no talking reason. About Marshawn Lynch. I'm talking about Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's that's like what people are really hoping for. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know, this guy. Let's this be honest. He looks like Marshawn Lynch. You know what my review is? In a fat suit. I think Denny. I think I think the late great R.I.P. Denny Green had a great comment about Eddie Lacy that Green Bay is having issues with, and that is, man, Eddie Lacy is who we thought he was. What Eddie Lacy brought to the table. Did not change. And I think that's what Nathan was about to touch on. Yeah, he's so I'll let him hit. Pretty that. good pass catcher. He runs for about four and a half yards a carry. Uh, I mean, he's just solid all around running back. I, I don't see anything wrong. He he's a little soft. Like I, the problem I have with him Doughy. is that for a guy this big, he sure goes down easy. What is what is his height? He is. He's like right around six foot. Five foot eleven. Yeah. Okay. Two hundred and thirty. He weighed in last season in training camp at a crisp two thirty one. Uh, he and will, was apparently 265 by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh. Well, he yeah he got really overweight when he got hurt. Yep. So people are saying he's really out and of is, shape. Is he maybe got backfield, y'all? <laughs> is he always injured? Meaning every year? Like has he played a full season? He's his first two seasons he played the full season, and last year he appeared in 15 out of 16 games. Okay. Yeah, 2015 he played uh, a decent number of games. Like last year he was just. Okay. He just wasn't played last, last year. Last year he got hurt and two years ago he was not as effective as he was in his first two seasons. Except he still had 4.1 yards per carry, the same as his rookie year. Right. He was still decent. He just had a hundred less carries and that showed on his counting. And numbers. also 15 less receptions. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like rich man's Trent Richardson. <laughs> no, he's way better than that. So wait, you said he had 4.1 last year? I thought he had 5 last year. No, he had year. 5 last he year. He had, had 4.1 in 15, 4.1 in 13, 4.6 in 14. Here's the thing. What? If we have an offensive line that can't block, and we have a guy oh, like, can who's block just... in the run game. Maybe. They're very one-dimensional. There are players that can block in the run game. If if anything, we have a guy who can go past the first two p- people that will try and Dude, tackle him. Let me tell you a couple things about Eddie Lacy that maybe will get you excited, okay? Because... To be honest, like we are kicking the tires on Adrian Peterson. Apparently, we're still meeting with Jamal Charles for some reason. Maybe he can be had for like rock bottom pricing, and that's why we're going to get him. But Eddie Lacy, just specifically Eddie Lacy, among active NFL rushers, he's 13th in yards per carry. Okay, among active NFL rushers, he's 12th in rushing yards per game. Like the guy can play football. He's young, relative like 26. to uh, he's 26 years old. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's not like. Over the hill, he's not thirty, which is the the death sentence for a running back is to be thirty. Yep. Uh, you know, and 
he's got something to prove. He's not, we didn't give him like four years, 16 million guaranteed and say, Hey, Eddie Lacy, we believe in you. We said, Hey, Eddie Lacy, here's $5 million. Prove it. Prove that you can come in and compete. It's classic Seahawks. I like this move on a lot of levels. I'm excited to see Eddie Lacy try to eat his way through my city and, you know, <laughs> and eat his way into our hearts, you know? Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of locale cuisine. You have to think about like in Green Bay, it's cold climate. It's got to be like all comfort food. It's all you cheese. Know, it's mac and cheese. More yeah. mac and you cheese. Potatoes sushi? and cheese. How much steak sushi? and cheese? You can steak and cheese. Eddie Lacy can eat a lot of sushi, man. Yeah. Like he can eat a lot of sushi before he hits his. Dude, calorie just don't limit. introduce that man to Katsu Burger. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say with uh, his love of cheese, and you know, with, it'll be an easy transition to the Beaches. salmon rolls with cream cheese here. Oh man, that's for. But me. I mean, and like better. Kevin those said, Katsu Burger, like fried cheese curds. Yeah. Uh, so you like this trade, or I'm sorry, you like this pickup, Nathan? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we have 22 million in cap room. We sh- we struck out on TJ Lang. I think this is a good first step to trying to round out the roster. Uh, it makes it takes away one thing that I thought we were gonna have to draft in the draft. Now we don't have to take a like a a project running back. We I agree there. The project running back is on our roster now. It's Fat Eddie Lacy, and you know what? I I like it. I like that they said come in at 240, be big. Be bold, be beautiful. You know, I I love it. So I'm all about it. I'm, I'm just worried it. that he's gonna come in now at 260 and say, "What? I can drop 20 pounds." Well, Kevin, do you like this? Uh, at five and a half million, I Nate, what do you think? Uh, what do you think AP gets? Like eight? I don't even think AP's gonna get eight. I think he's gonna get like six and a half. And, I still think it, I would take Eddie Lacy be- at any number less than AP and feel good about that. I yeah. think that you're probably gonna get a similar level of production out of the two. Peterson is going to With get higher upside for Lacey. Peterson is going to get that. a higher guaranteed number, but the total number is not going to be that much more. I would not be surprised to hear like Peterson gets two years, fourteen million, but ten of it's guaranteed. Yes, you know? like some kind of high guaranteed money deal on a on a good team. He's, I think like Peterson Oakland. ain't rolling out of bed for the Jets. I'm sorry, like it's just not happening. Like he's going to play on a team that's trying to win something next year. Yeah, and he's going to do it for guaranteed money. He's not going to do it for. For uh, you know, like a show me deal or anything like that. There's he, still the Patriots. There's maybe maybe the Cardinals can convince him. Pa- to, to I think I think Houston and Oakland are both good, interesting choices. I don't mind the Patriots move because they do kind of need a first down back. So like in terms of like fit, it seems correct to me. They're not going to bring back Legarrette Blunt. They they have their honestly they have a guy who can play every down. Like they have a real running back. He's just injury prone. So you know it's like and small. How much do how much do you trust him? Like he's obviously like a premier talent. But Deion Lewis gets hurt every year. Right. I just like I want to believe Deion. This is the year Deion Lewis plays sixteen games and goes for like nine hundred rushing yards and eight hundred receiving yards. You know who's too smart for that? Bill Belichick. He's no way is Hoodie gonna bet on that. He's saving for the playoffs. Saving for week (laughs) seventeen. He's he's gonna keep the Ferrari in the garage with the cover on. That's what he did last year. And I mean, maybe that's what he does. Maybe he runs Adrian Peterson into the ground during regular season. I'll say this about your Eddie Lacy comparison to Marshawn Lynch. It's not that far fetched. I'm not gonna bite and and be all in on that. I don't think he's as physical of a runner, but no. But I I think there are some comparisons that are that are making me smile. And I honestly I didn't want Adrian Peterson. I think can I I qualify that real quick? Yeah. Uh, By not as physical of a runner, I do want to include the fact that like Marshawn Lynch is the most physical runner in the last probably decade and a half of the NFL. Let's be honest. You can find lots of tape of Eddie Lacy, and trust me, I spent a significant portion of today watching Eddie Lacy play. 
where he just runs into a guy and it's like the he gets he, goes he down. falls forward he falls forward like he's he's not he's, he's not, not that moment running dudes over like crazy you know he's not like that's not his style no so uh Adrian Peterson I'm glad we passed on him I'm sure he wanted too much money I think you're right about that you know two years fourteen million. I don't know. I think he may go to the Jets. Adrian Peterson may be about money at this point. <laughs> oh, they're not playing for a bad football team. I'm just telling you. They, what if? Okay, not bad. So maybe the Browns. You don't think you could whip them into shape? New England has a <laughs> New England has a lot of cap room. So the, the fact that if he doesn't sign with New England, it's because they kick the tires on him and they think he's bad. You think he can help a team switch trajectory? No, no. And I'm gonna cruise by both of those jokes. <laughs> um, they were they were abu- they were abuse of the podcast platform, Kevin. Uh, That's too bad. You too. Uh, are let, we, let's let it be stricken from the record. Are we though. moving on to the big offensive I didn't, I didn't line? Pick news. this, Kevin. All right. So what? Are we moving on to the offensive line. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Langate. Uh, so we we TJ Lang leaves Seattle. He's 99 percent to sign with us. We give him a great contract offer. He goes back home to Detroit and ends up signing with the Lions. His wife's hometown. Yeah, it's not well. That's where they live now, though. Right. I I don't know. It's it's a it's it's sad. It it, it sucks that we're trying to improve the O line and we've struck out. I mean, that just seems. And P. Carroll went on Clayton today and talked about how you know we were pretty sure we were going to get him, and we don't think there's a ton of starter caliber talent in the in the free agency anymore. And you know, I I agree if this was a different team, but there 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 are definitely tackles out there that are starter caliber for us. I think Ryan Clady's corpse is better than what we're rolling out there, or or uh, King, King King Dunlap, Dunlap who is you know he's injury prone, but you know if I'd rather have six games of King Dunlap than zero. I'll, I'll say yeah. this: I'm really glad we went after T.J. Lang. I'm and I when I say go after, I mean that we almost got him because that didn't fit our mo. I and mean, we kind of talked about this last week and two weeks ago how we were probably just going to go in with a tackle project again and how depressing that was and. I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic. Even though we didn't get Lang, I'm disappointed, but I'm not demoralized. You know, I'm very optimistic. I'm all ready to talk about Jokel, but I want to talk about one thing else first. I want to throw a guy past Nathan and see what he thinks. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Austin Pastor? Yeah. The right tackle from the Browns? What about him? He has... <laughs> not, not starting well. Tackle guard flexibility, and he's one of the highest rated, at least according to Pro Football Focus, guys left. Um, out there in free agency, he played on a one point seven million dollar deal last year. I Cleveland Cleveland replaced him for a reason. I don't know their their offensive line is amazing. Cleveland's, and uh, maybe that's why. Maybe they just had too many guys. But I'm not crazy about it. Um, he would have been our second highest rated offensive no, lineman last year. I mean, he's probably better than Gilliam. So yeah, sure, sign him. <laughs> he's available for an affordable deal. I don't care anymore, to be honest. Like. Throwing money at the problem is probably the answer at this point. Well, I, here's we, what I'm saying. We can we can pick up. Here's the thing. We need cornerbacks, but this is the best cornerback draft ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that to be hyperbolous. Like, you watch tape on these cornerbacks, and they're awesome. And there they're, are guys who are going to be going in the low second that would be first round picks in other right. years. Like, it's just like there's tons of depth there. We can pick two cornerbacks in the first two rounds and probably be set for the future at that position for years. We maybe need one more def- rotation defensive lineman. <laughs> You know, like the problem is we don't have enough dudes at, at offense and offensive line. NFL caliber dudes. Right. And I don't think there's any other position I can say that about on this team. Like there's NFL caliber talent everywhere else in the field, even in backups. I like Nick Vanette. 
You know, I think that the wide receiver depth is better than we give it credit for. Jermaine Kerr shouldn't just be allowed to set foot on the football field. Like, you know, it's like the, I think that the other guys though, like Mac, Tanner McAvoy, you know, those guys. He's are, a piece. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's real, ta- he's there's a gadget real, play guy. He's big. He has a, he has a role in it. There's offense. real talent there. Like when we have three wide receivers on the field, I'm not that bad with them being like, you know, Jimmy Graham landed up outside Nick Vanette at tight end and, you know, well, I feel like our wide receiver depth, we, we kind of question it because for some reason we were running at those four re- receiver sets last year. And so you're thinking, Oh, you know, if we lose a guy, then we're getting thin, but that's not really where our offense is. And Seahawks want to get back to running. So when you see three receivers, our team's going to be fine. And if Nick Vanette can transfer in or <clears throat> transition into a starter, right? Jimmy playing Graham t- playing more wide receiver. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. awesome. And Jimmy Graham's good. Jimmy Graham's slot receiver is amazing. Yeah. Playing Jimmy Graham on the inside or outside and the three wide receiver sets is is going to change the offense, and I think that they're going to start doing that a lot more this year. You saw th- they're trying to bring in Jared Cook for some reason. I mean, maybe they don't believe totally in Vanera. Maybe they just want to push him. I don't know. Did Jared Cook sign anywhere, or are we still, is he still thinking? Is he mulling over the Seahawks? Right. To my knowledge, he does not have a deal yet I don't as care. of tonight. I don't want Jared Cook. Honestly, I think it's a, it's a deep <laughs> tight end draft, too. Like, you can pick up guys into the third round that are going to be interesting players. So if you want to just put another solid body there, I think there's players to be had. Do you not want Jared Cook because you're afraid we can't wash the Jeff Fisher off of him? I don't want Jared Cook because he's been basically a disappointment at every single stop. He seems to be a whole is less than the sum of the parts guy. But Kevin, in Green Bay, in that game, he did catch that pass on the sidelines. Yep, that's a thing that happened. That he flashed almost he like when Aaron Rodgers throws to you, you do good stuff. Um, yeah, right. Jerry Cook every year every year is the guy who's going to break out. Well, let's get out of this death spiral and just talk about we paid $8 million for Luke Jockel. Um it's an inflated offensive line for agents market. I think that eight million was what it took to get him here. Uh, it it's a one year deal, so we're not locked in if he does not get a lot better. He would already his pro football focus rating is the best of any guard that we had, and he probably would be better at tackle too as well. Um, what I like about this signing is it's the kind of exact signing I was talking about. It's a guy who at one point he we thought this guy has top. Top, top level talent. Second overall pick. He was the second overall pick. Like, this is a guy who had elite skills at some point in his career. And now we're going to try to get more out of him. We're going to try to reclaim him, so to speak. And if he has a great season, we can sign him as our left tackle of the future. And if he doesn't, well, guess what? We weren't, we didn't invest anything. It's one year, eight million, and we can go get someone different next year. As the guy with the eidetic memory on this podcast and, uh, the, the oftentime host, uh, this is the player that we've been championing. I did for say, the Seahawks to sign for months. It was the specific guy the I specific brought up. Specific player, like the yes. First, the I, I brought up him and no, Greg Robinson. Maybe November. Two, two guys that that specifically could be like top talent reclamation projects, and we ended up with one of them. And like like I said, Jocko had a decent season at guard last year. He was actually pretty decent. He would have been the best guard on our team, and it gets us one step closer to having a serviceable NFL O line. So, Kevin, is this Jocko? At guard, if Fetty at right tackle? No. Uh, right now, Jockel's our left tackle. That's I believe, a fact. I believe that is true as well. Uh, I mean, we he's the most NFL-capable left tackle on our roster. And let me give you a little comparison to kind of back up what Nate's saying. So he had a 68 overall pro football focus grade last year. Um, at left guard. At left guard. 
uh, <clears throat> which is actually fairly in line with his two full seasons he spent at uh, left tackle. I think he had like a 55 and some, somewhere in the 60s. Um, Gilliam was a 38 and Sal was a 34. So if you add them together, they equal about a Luke Jokel. Yeah, they're, he's not. I mean, he. The question is not can he play tackle for us. He's the best tackle on our roster right now. There's yes. no question in Hands my down. mind. There's no question in my mind. He is the best tackle on our roster right now. The bigger question to me is, are they going to play him at tackle? Because if they bring in another tackle or we draft another tackle, people might start to shift around, and then that's where it could get interesting. I mean, the fact that we pursued Lang so hard after this, though, you have to think that that means that they see him as a tackle. At least a right tackle, which he played five games at right tackle his uh, first year in the league because they had Eugene Monroe. But after watching him, so do you guys know the quarterbacks he's mostly blocked for? Well, he's been, he's gotten my favorite guy. May he rest in peace, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Wait, he's uh, not dead? Blake Johnny Manziel. Oh, that's right. Uh, Johnny Manziel's college team. And Ryan Tannehill. He hmm. was their left tackle. Um, at Texas A&M. So the dude knows how to block for mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, in addition, <clears throat> so like health has been a big fit. problem for him. Yes, I agree. Definitely a scheme fit makes sense. Because health smart. has been a big knock because he, he only played five games his first year in the league, his rookie year. He only played four games last year. <clears throat> what injuries do we have, Kevin? Do you know? Uh, ACL, MCL last year. Um, I can't remember the injury from his rookie year. But he played 16 games in 2014 and 14 games in 2015, so most of the season. He also didn't miss a single game in his college career. He was a three-year starting left tackle at Texas A&M. So really, if you think about high-level college football, he has seven years of high-level college football. Only two of those are big injury seasons. I think... He's getting a little bit of a bad rap, and I actually have a callback, much like what Nate had with Eddie Lacy. I'm seeing some Russell Okun. He's a guy who will not be able to play every game in most seasons, but he'll be able to put in most of a season every year. And for those of you who can't remember, Okun's first four years were 10 games, 12 games, 15 games, 8 games, which is wow. pretty similar. And I think what Jokel gives you is a dead-bang average left tackle maybe slightly below honestly that's what well, I mean, it sucks that that's a huge improvement but we'll take it right that's a massive improvement yeah. and watching the tape on him i saw a guy who gets bent a little bit he can get pushed back with a bull rush but he keeps with his block he mirrors the defensive lineman well he can handle one-on-ones i watched him block charles johnson of the panthers uh in 2015 at left tackle i watched him <clears throat> Hold his own against J.J. Watt a few times. I watched him get beat, get bent over by J.J. Watt, and I watched him get beat by Mario Williams. It's J.J. Watt. So here's the problem with Jocko. From watching, I watched him some too, and I think the problem is he's not strong. Like his upper body, yeah. His wrong, his raw strength is just not quite there, and and maybe it'll never be there. But the thing that's cool about our system, the way we run the ball, is that he will be awesome in our run game, bare minimum, because. In our run game, we ask players to chip a guy, get to the second level, make pick out the right guy, make a block. Jocko's smart. He's like a, he's a polished, ready NFL player. He's going to make a good play. It's not going to be like on the Patreon video I made where it's like, and here's a guy running to the second level and not blocking anyone. You know, he's not going to do that. 
he's going to find a guy and blow him up. Yeah, in 2015, he showed that. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty confident in the run game. He will be very effective. In the pass game, it's going to be hit and miss. You know, there's going to be games where we're frustrated because he's going to get overpowered by guys. The cool thing about our quarterback is he can hide some of those inefficiencies with his legs. Um, if we can bring in another offensive lineman to pass protect better so that it's not coming from all directions, I think this is a great, somewhere between great and very good signing. Um, if we don't ever bring in another offensive lineman and this is what we have, you know, probably a Fetty at right tackle or right guard, uh, and then the poo poo platter deluxe at whatever, if Fetty's not playing, yeah. I'm, I'm very worried. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, they, like Carol said, the market has kind of dried up a little bit and we're in a weird spot. Well, and we all watched tape on Jockle. I did like how he pushes his man out, out into the left. Uh, that allows Russell to step up. And <laughs> also, you know, I don't think that a guy is going to run around Jockle. And that's a huge, that was a huge problem for no. both sides last Speed year. Speed is not an issue. He's yes. fast. He's pretty quick. He, he has left tackle's feet. Great. Yes. Foot, great first step. Yeah. Like, like his, if you watch, he can get wide. He can stutter out his base. And yeah, it's, uh, which, this is to Nathan's point. What kills Russell Wilson is when a person who can chase him down from behind gets past the tackle. Those aren't the guys you have to worry about. You have to worry about the guys that are bigger and stronger. And like Nate said, Russell Wilson can get on his horse and run from those guys. If if you can overpower Luke Jokel, then Russell Wilson can probably run away from you. Yeah. Fair point. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super into this signing. I think it's a good move and I'm, I'm very excited to see kind of what's next for. Get a right tackle, yeah. All right. So, uh, let's, that's pretty much it for the, uh, the Seahawks, right? There's no other big news this week. Uh, resign Nico Thorpe, which is not a huge thing, but he's a plus special teams guy. He's a big rangy corner who played in the SEC. And I honestly think that he could compete for some snaps, uh, especially with Deshaun Shedout. I think that could be a sneaky good re-signing. All right. Do, okay, you ready? You guys ready to talk uh, Brownsomania now? Oh, before NFL we go news? Browns, can we can we bridge NFL news with just saying officially Stephen Hauschka has signed with the Buffalo Bills, which means uh, goodbye Stephen Hauschka. Yep, that's something we said now. That's all right. it. That's all. I, that's all I, I wanted. Uh, oh, wait, I guess we should talk about that a little bit. And hello, $2 Jackson's. million. Dollars. Uh, I mean, it's, it is what it is. There's nothing... Nothing I can say about it except for he makes a lot of money for a kicker, and we were not prepared to pay it. I guess we also lost Brock Coyle. That's a thing. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, I, I put those about equal. All right, let's talk. About, let's talk about some interesting NFL news. Though there was a lot of stuff that happened this week. Uh, Demarcus Ware retired. I guess I'm going to start with that. Uh, yeah. Demarcus Ware is perhaps the most efficient pass rusher of the last ten years. Um, he got home more often than. Almost anyone else. Uh, anyone seven, to Troy. 17% of the time, he rushed the passer. He made a hit, hurry, or sack, which is incredible. That's an incredible rate. Most guys, most good pass rushers are around 13%, which means he's act, he's operating on another level. Well, um, in addition to that, he basically created a position. Yeah. He was the first hand-on-the-ground defensive end, one of the first ones to make a really big, successful transition to outside linebacker pass rusher. Right. He was the 3-4 outside linebacker who just terrorized quarterbacks, just terrorized them. He and, made that position a lot. He's a lot of what made that position what it is today and, in the NFL. Uh, and DeMarcus Ware, you know what? Uh, I He probably could have played two or three more years, no problem. He decided to hang it up, and good for him. You mm-hmm. know, I, you got, his I got a lot of respect for DeMarcus Ware. Uh, I think he's a great NFL football player. <laughs> 
Um, and like I said, he, uh, it, in this era, in the last 10 years, I think that he, you can go head to head with him with any pass rusher. Take your pick. He is as good or better than all of them. And he should be a first ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer. I yeah. will be legitimately angry if, <laughs> if he does not make the Hall of Fame on the first pass. DeMarcus Ware is so good that he played for the Cowboys and the Broncos. And I respect him. Yeah. That's how good he is. And I think like he's a little underrated by people. Like people yeah. think he got too much hype maybe because he was on those teams. He didn't. He, he carried that Cowboys. Yeah, he kept he's, the Cowboys relevant. He's real good. Like uh, I don't know. I don't know another way to say it. So Demarcus Ware, uh, you know, uh, good on you. Right off into the sunset. I hope you have some great tweets in your future because that's my favorite. <laughs> retired players tweeting. Um, so Cowboys were releasing Tony Romo. Then they're not. Then they're going to trade him. Then they're not. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Romo? Does he wear the star next year on his helmet, or is he going to be on a different team? I think it depends 100% on what what gets offered. I don't think they're giving up Romo for free. He's too good of an insurance card on Dak Prescott. I mean, Dak is a sophomore quarterback, you know. It's, he's going into his second year in the NFL. And he succeeded within a system that was very friendly to him. Now they've lost a few offensive linemen. Uh, what, uh, Doug Free retired. Leary signed with the Broncos and you know, it's not guaranteed that Dak will continue at the same level. So you are, you are in the belief that Tony Romo is, is it's possible he stays a cowboy. I think it's possible. Uh, I don't think he gets straight released. They don't need to. I'm, so a, I don't think they will. I'm a Romo truther. I think he's got two good years left in the tank and it would be a shame to watch him just back up Dax Prescott for two years. I even agree though, with that. Yeah. Even cause I mean, let's be honest. Tony Romo is going to be the great color color announcer of our time uh, <laughs> i look he, forward to it he's going to be awesome on the cbs broadcast i'm sure he will be against the seahawks you know and he, he may be aikman-esque in his support oh, i think tony Kevin. romo might like the seahawks maybe he, i'll get lucky and he'll do college i, I love romo though on the he's going to be great in broadcasting and so yeah i mean it's it's i want him to finish strong you know i'd like to see him get one good run and get some playoff wins and shut up the people that think tony romo sucks because i'll be honest like he's well, He's like like Demarcus Ware. He's gone the other way, where he's people keep talking about how he's overrated enough that he's actually kind of a little underrated now. Like, yeah, he played in an era with all the greats, but he's he's right there, right? He's one level below Breeze, Rogers, and Brady. It's like, and that's if you're one level below that, you're pretty freaking good. Well, <laughs> it's know? it's funny. He played for the Cowboys, and Aikman came into the Cowboys. He was terrible his first year, but he had all this great talent that rose around him and helped him out. Romo, like where DeMarcus Ware carried the, the Cowboy defense for years, Romo carried the offense for years, and he had the bad snap in Seattle, which I love. Uh, <laughs> that's but, a but singularly it, great moment. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the thing, though. It reflects on his playoff record. Like, oh, he lost, and he, he could have won that game, but he mishandled a snap. Okay, who knows whose fault that was. I'll say this. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> The, supposedly there were two teams bidding on him. Like, we want to, we want to trade for him. The Broncos and the Texans. Now the Broncos have come out and said, there is no way we will be trading for Tony Romo, which kind of opens up the deal for the Texans. They traded Brock Osweiler in an amazing trade with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. I guess, I think this is the Texans game to lose, getting Romo. I, I think he lands in Houston. I think it's a shame if he doesn't. Can I just say there's a subplot in the NFL? That I love, and that is John Elway, cold blooded. 
He is. Oh, man. Just ice water veins. Like, you could tell he's setting himself up to be the second coming of Darth Hoodie. You think he was and like. kind of awesome. He was going to trade for Romo, and then his. Or he was like, we're I getting did Romo. I not like John Elway as a player. <laughs> and mostly because he played in the division, I watched him kill us. Yeah. I love how absolutely ruthless he is yeah. as a GM. He's the best GM. I mean, it's it's crazy to me how he just he has the he way does he not give a what he did to Okung too. Just he did him dirty, and everyone knew it. And <laughs> Okung was like, "No, man, I'm playing for a bigger deal." It's like, yeah, you kind of sure are. With San Diego, yeah, it's with a different team. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's go to Texans. Texans trade Brock Osweiler in a second round pick to Cleveland. Basically, slow down, slow down. Wait, that's that's too good. Basically, to just get the get the get the salary off the roster. NBA salary dump. Yeah. By the they way, gave Cleveland a second round pick to take seventeen million. Well, no, they traded a second for a fourth. And then, and now the Browns are sources are saying Browns are are shopping Osweiler, and they might be able to get another pick out of him. Like they might be able to get a fifth rounder or a fourth rounder back as long as they pay some of the salary, which is just mind-blowing to me like that's I just, so good i just cannot handle how how great this is. i mean the browns they they said we're gonna bring in some guys they're analytics guys okay they're they're daryl Morey style you know for nba fans that's the gm of the rockets for those talking money ball here he, uh a guy from the mets front office right? yeah and we were just gonna go value based you know we're gonna get we're gonna make good deals over and over you know and that's what they're doing they're there's everything they do seems like in- insanely smart. Their offensive line is great. They're basically a quarterback away. They if they had a good quarterback on this team, I would have I would be very confident in saying the Browns have a shot to make the playoffs and be frisky. And but I feel like the Browns are the team everyone wants to root for right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot to like about them. I mean, they've made the playoffs twice since they came back and not won a play. Or no, they won one playoff game against the Texans. Is that right? Maybe I don't know. Kevin. It's hard to remember. Um, it seems like there might have been a Kelly Holcomb I'll, I'll give in there you somewhere. A, I'll give you a firm yes or no. But possible. They've that. never been able to settle on a quarterback since they came back. They've had they've had so many double digit loss seasons. They've been able to settle on a quarterback since Bernie Kosar. Since they came <laughs> back, yeah. Their last great quarterback was Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> I honestly, Bernie Kosar, and Vinny Testaverde, same same guy. Yeah, it's like Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor, who signed with Washington this week, uh, another interesting. Oh, he did. Uh, I did not know that. Uh, Terrell Terrell Pryor, though, he said, "I come on, how can you guys even judge me? I played with six quarterbacks last year." That was in response <laughs> to being asked about the quarterback situation being up in the air in Washington. So great. He's like, "Come on, man." <laughs> that's so, that's good. So yeah, um, the Browns. The Browns, though, they're they're doing smart stuff. Uh, they're they're upgrading their roster. I feel like if they hold on to Osweiler, that's not the worst thing. I don't know if Osweiler's that terrible. What year did the Browns come back, Kevin? Do you 99. know? 99. Okay, so they've made the playoffs once since then, the 2002-2003 playoffs, in which they lost to Pittsburgh 36-33 in Heinz Field. Was it Kelly Holcomb? I wish it was. I know I, you're not going to be able to find that. But. I could find that. I just, I just, I closed the window because I figured you wouldn't want to know anything else about the Browns' <laughs> playoff run. It, it may I, have been Jeff George, I, Kevin. I, I love ass- me some. It was not Jeff George. I can guarantee <laughs> that. I, I assumed that you did not want to know anything else about the Browns. Uh, so the 2002 NFL playoffs, the Cleveland Browns of 2002, were helmed. They went nine and seven. Uh, they. Oh man, then why is there not that much information on this website? This is so frustrating. I feel like um Yeah, I can ghost for this a little bit. So as you look that up, 
they've made upgrades on the offensive line. They got a lot of solid role players in the front seven in the offseason. I think Collins was a really nice pickup at oh. linebacker. That was a mutually good pickup. And they're about to get themselves what could be and should be an elite pass rushing defensive end in the draft. That's they are building a defense. They here's the thing, Eric. They need help on the back end of the defense. And what's what can you pick up easily in the second round of this particular draft? We've talked about it nonstop for weeks. It's cornerback position. Defensive cornerbacks. You can and there's a lot of safeties too. There's enough converted players in this draft. And that's what you're looking at is a team picking up some corners in the second and third round that will immediately help to upgrade them. This two thousand two Browns team has some interesting stuff about it. Their offensive coordinator is Bruce Arians. Yep. Let's start with that. Ooh. They have Todd Bowles on the staff and Chuck Pagano. Okay, so that's that's Whose all. Coaching tree is this? Butch Davis. It's Butch Davis, okay. former Butch Miami Davis. coach. But Butch wow. Davis. Tim Couch started most of the season, Kevin, uh, but got hurt before the playoff game. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure when, but he did. Uh, there are Kelly Holcomb touchdowns in this playoff game. Yeah, Kevin, so, I was right. <laughs> so they, he, I don't know if he got hurt at the beginning of the game or, but in the second quarter, I mean, Dennis Northcutt catches a Kelly Holcomb touchdown pass, which is too bad because Tim Couch, you know what? For all the stick he gets, he was actually pretty good. Oh, he got ravaged. He got Derek Card so bad, or excuse me, David. David Card, Card yeah. He got David Card, David Cardine. All right. So anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to say about the Browns? I just, I, I will say this about the Browns. I think. Uh, I could be a homer here that we are the best Seahawks podcast in the game, but there is a very good shot that we are now the best Browns podcast in the game. No, Take they have that. the fan passion. <laughs> All right. No, no way. They they can't they work just, computers, they just Kevin. The player passion. What's the podcast? The Giants got to steal Brandon Marshall, which I mean, I spent a lot of time in last week's podcast talking about how I'd love to give a two year deal to Brandon Marshall. I'm pretty sure he did that deal so he could stay in New York yes. and, and be on NFL Network. And you know what? Good for him. Yeah. That was a good move for him and a good move for the Giants. Yeah. I'm, I'm really jealous of Giants fans on that one. That's uh, not a sentence we have to say. Let very me often. ask, do you think the, the money amount where you, would you have been happy with? Oh my that? God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was oh a rhetorical my. question. It was so cheap. It was even cheaper than I expected. Like I, two years, 12 million. Like that's amazing. Brandon Marshall is three years removed from being a top five NFL wide receiver. Yeah. The Giants, Giants and the stole. Best Best part is you listen to interviews with him afterwards. He is accepted. My job is to be single covered or to just try to draw attention away from Odell. Odell, like he knows Odell's be- the best receiver on the team. He knows his role is a number two wide receiver. And if he's really, really accepting that, like the sky's the limit for that Giants offense. They could score yeah. like a million points a game. They don't need, they don't even need to sign a run. And Marshall will have his games too. And Shepard's a really good slot receiver. Oh God, it yes. was their number two. They um, go out. They go out with three wide receivers more than any team in the NFL. They were first in the league in three wide receiver sets last year. This signing is a great addition to that. Like they have the, I their top three is the best in the league. I'm just, yeah. I'm I would say that's it. probably huh. true. Okay. I I think that Shepherd the Buccaneers good, could maybe argue with them, but that's that the Sean Jackson Jackson signing is legit. I'm Along with going. Mike Evans and Humphreys, their uh, slot sure. receiver yeah, is not to be taken lightly. Deshaun Deshaun Jackson. Um, he is more effective on deep throws than any other wide receiver in the NFL. And I don't know if you know this, but their quarterback can throw really far yes. in Tampa Bay. So, and, Well, and pick who you're going to single team. Mike Evans <laughs> the thing is cool or about Deshaun that Jackson. They complement each other. They're totally different. You yep. know, it's not like it's – I like it. Okay, Brandon Cooks is now a New England Patriot. I oh, hate, so evil. I hate it so much. And this is now official. This yeah. is crazy. Brandon Cooks is a Patriot. 
It's just another wide receiver that they have that can line up in any of the positions on the field. It does not matter yeah. and be effective. And he's a better, he's a more talented receiver than Edelman. Oh and yeah. Here's the thing. He's a perfect Patriots receiver, a, pay, a perfect hoodies receiver, hoodie receiver, because he will have games where he catches 12 passes with two touchdowns. He will have games where it's like, watch out for Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks does not catch one pass. And Kevin, Ho- yeah, and Chris Hogan catches every yes. pass, right? Yep. And it, perfect. The thing that the thing about it is, is that all those guys, Hogan, Edelman, uh, Am- hell, Amendola, these guys are all Swiss Army knives. Like they can, yep. He, they put those four guys out on the field, and they could end up anywhere in the formation, including and, the backfield. And they can, and they can totally be effective. It's not like, you know, other guys where you know. Odell Beckham needs to be on the outside, and we're going to try to get him into single coverage, or we're going to try to get him over top. You know, you don't have to do that with these guys. These guys can run crosses, curls, uh, outs, ins, goes, everything. Doesn't Lots matter of picks. This, yes, there's going to be so many pick plays, but I mean, I, I, uh, I like it. That's a uh, very well played, Belichick. Very well played. Back to Cleveland. Kenny Britt signed uh, with Cleveland, uh, and I, I thought this was a bit too much money, but pe- I get the pick. People ask why Cleveland. He said, "Why not Cleveland? Ooh, I want to go somewhere and make something new." <laughs> that's that's their slogan for this year. Kenny Britt, really stupid. Just going to throw how that. How much? Out there. Uh, right. How much if money? There was if there was a Cleveland Browns like hockey jersey, and it said "Why not Cleveland" on it, I would buy that. A patch. Just putting that there. A patch on the sweater that says "Why not Cleveland." What? Uh, how much money would you sign for? Uh, I can't. I, I'm not. Kevin. Kevin, you didn't anymore. like it. What was it? Ish. I don't remember exactly what it was. I remember it was a little bit more than I thought it would be. Okay. But, you know, if the market comes down on Prior and they can bring him, well, no, Prior went. Right. Did he sign for less than Prior? That's what I can't remember. I don't remember either. Martellus Bennett, three years, $21 million to the Packers. Uh, Packers got a big weapon at tight end like yeah. they wanted. It's it's a big upgrade from Jared Cook, I'll yep. tell you what. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey uh, self-claims that he is now the best wide receiver on the Eagles. I have to say, right. watch out for Nelson Aguilar. Just kidding. <laughs> I think that having Alshon Jeffrey is really nice because of what it does for Jordan Matthews. They've upgraded their receiver core, but it's kind of funny because, I mean, Alshon Jeffries is not a super fast guy. So I'm wondering if they're going to be picking up like a speed threat. I think that's something that they lack in their receiver core. I don't. I don't know if they know what they want out of their receiving core. I thought this was a really weird move for an Eagles. It's a it's a show me contract for Alshon Jeffrey. Um, He's been hurt. That makes sense. Yeah, and I just I feel like they still have Carson Wentz. They they reacquired Nick Foles, which is that quarterback hilarious. And then cut Chase Daniel. That's the dumbest thing ever. Okay, so my friend who lives in Philly, I said uh, he's like we have uh, we're not working tomorrow because of all the snow that's supposed to come. This is the last night, so that means you can go to the Nick Foles Welcome Back Parade. And he just commented, "So many people here are pissed about that." So I, yeah, I would uh, be too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pissed if I was overpaying my backup quarterback, signed a new backup quarterback, and cut my old backup quarterback and had to pay him a bunch of dead money. Who had a yeah. lot of promise. I mean, be real this time it. last year we were talking about, ooh, Chase Daniels. Is- yeah, Chase, Chase Daniels, Daniels is better Nick Foles. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, Terrell Pryor won one year, six million, but can get up to eight million with, uh, with, uh, incentives. incentives. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. We got, Another other stuff that is going on. Uh, Ravens got Danny Woodhead, which I think is cool. I like I the Ravens. Excellent fit. Ravens Ooh. are a good one. Um, the Patriots are trading for Dwayne Allen, which uh, that gives them two tight ends because when Gronk inevitably gets hurt, they need two tight ends. Yep. And Allen's got a lot of physical tools. He's a guy, he never really made it happen with the Colts, but it was all there to happen. We said it really quickly, but Okung to the Chargers. 
Yeah, which isn't really a big uplift grade over King Dunlap. It's like trading. It's like trading out the injured guy you're tired of for the injured guy you haven't had yet. That's the thing is, it's 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 similar. Uh, AJ Bouye to the Jags went official. This means that in the last two years, the Jags have spent five hundred and forty-one million on free agents. How do you guys feel about that? Well, if you can buy a team, million. I mean, that's the, buying a franchise, Kevin. The Jaguars have have so they didn't many buy a franchise. There's though, so talent all over that roster. To be honest, there's one player I feel like could, that could make them a lot better. Blake Bor. Oh wait, Tony Romo. That is Anthony Romo. Yeah, it's uh Tony Romo on the Jags is like a, my new sneaky like. Would this actually work? They have great wide receivers. They, they have, have running backs. Running that backs. Work. They have offensive linemen. Like they have good offensive linemen. They have talent on the defense. Is Ooh. Tony is Tony Romo to Jacksonville like the sneaky like? Cause, and the AFC South sucks too. Like you don't have to win nine games to get to the playoffs in the AFC South. No kidding. I think they could also pick up a guy like um, Davis Webb in the draft. Oh, sure. I gotta be honest, like and do something. Andrew Luck versus Tony Romo. Oh come on, yeah. Jags. Yeah, it's like I like the Jags in that one. Like Tony Romo uh, to the Jaguars is my new favorite thing. They need a league average quarterback, and they could probably they could push for the playoffs in that division. Right, and they, there's so and, much eight and eight in that division. And Romo is better than significantly better than league average. Yeah. I'll come at me on Twitter. What would they have to wanna, give up for Romo? This. Actually, we didn't talk about this. What, third rounder is that? What is Dallas wanting? Do they want a third they, rounder? I think they want a third or second rounder. They yeah. officially don't want anything, and he's off the market. But I think <laughs> I think Nate's right. Probably a second. Or third you don't think him. you don't think Jerry Jones is pushing for a. I want a first rounder. You think Jacksonville's going to give up that high of a pick? They have a good first rounder. Yeah, I don't. They're a top. They have a top five pick again. They're, they're second. Their second round. No, I think they're fourth, third. The Bears are. They have second, a top five pick but, still. But uh, anyway, I don't pay attention to who's at the top of the draft exactly because one, Garamal's going first. Two trades. Two, and then they, teams teams seem to shift a lot more in the top than they used to. Teams used to be like really into picking where they pick. Now it seems like. The whole thing can get blown up in the first fifteen minutes of the draft. Well, I think the you can. Effect. You would. It's the hoodie effect. It's also the Seahawks picking up Russell Wilson in the third round, having amazing drafts late, and also before our amazing brain trust of uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider picking Aaron Curry fourth overall. Most sure and thing teams in the draft. Being like, Ugh, exactly. Like that whole draft sucked. By the way, if you look back at it, that was a bad draft. Yeah, absolutely. In general. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, the last piece of NFL news I have is that Vince Young signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, wait, that's CFL news, but uh, I just thought it was funny. It's not the Calgary Stampede or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, oh. but I'll take the Rough Riders. And you guys ended up signing Brian Hoyer, right, when you did the San Francisco GM thing? Yep, and got that, there. That actually happened. That's reality. Um, that is reality. Brian Hoyer has reunited with Shanahan. We did it, Kevin. Last time they were together, they were very successful. So. And in his words, he's preparing to be the starter. For five games before he gets hurt. I don't I like it. I don't mean to loop this back to the Seahawks, but Darrell Revis is still a free agent. No. Come on. He's no. Cheap he's, deal. He's playing in the California no. penal system. Cheap deal for what? Come on. Cheap deal for a four game suspension and then twelve games of um No medi- medium twelve games warm. of of, uh, of playing a nickel corner. No, and that look on your face is terrible. I'm just laughing really hard. It's, but I'm trying it's, not to it's laugh Nathan's winky look where he just raises his eyebrows and gives you a mannequin smile, and he's like, eh, eh, eh. Well, I mean, By the way, I had a comparison I wanted to use because I know it would make you laugh. Um, this is, it didn't come out very well. This is it wonderful. didn't happen. So, uh, how do you like this? Luke Jokel is the moons over Miami of left tackles. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. You're right. <laughs> you called it. By the way, uh, the Packers lost, like, let me give another thing. Packers lost Julius Peppers, too. They've lost so many free agents this offseason, which proves my overall point. No one wants to live in Green Bay. 
It is like the worst <laughs> place to have an NFL franchise. It'd be like if they, uh, Washington fans, it'd be like if they had a sports team in, I don't know, Richland. You know, it's like, it's like, why would I ever want to play in Richland, Washington? Like, I, Tri-Cities fans, big ups. I actually don't mind the Tri-Cities, but I don't think you guys need an NFL franchise. Like, yeah. it's a bit much. It's like a medium to small size town that owns an NFL franchise and it's, the weather's terrible. Yeah, there's a reason the they lost not everyone warm. this offseason. Yeah. I was so surprised they got Martell's doing a, They're doing a big partial teardown on the team. And, like, the defense, they've lost a lot of role players. They've lost a lot of role players all over. I'm wondering what the plan there is. Well, you, remember they Aaron, have a good front office. Aaron Rodgers wants more money. Yeah, I don't know about that. If you have Packers vote, I say vote out Ted Thompson. Like, it's enough is enough. Because he obviously won't fire Mike McCarthy, and I'm just tired of it. Well, you've also got Aaron Rodgers. You're letting Mike year. McCarthy hold your team back. I think Aaron, McCarthy has a Super Bowl. Look, yeah, that's all you need. It's it had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Brady, Tom Brady each year five dollars to play quarterback for the Packers or for the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers every year wants more money. That yeah, I want more money if I had to put up with what he does too. I don't I, blame I him get at it. all. I get it. It's cold. The town sucks. Yo, maybe that's why Martellus Bennett went there. He You're tempted somebody with cheese. Like-minded. Martellus Bennett wouldn't come in and tell Mart- you to take a pay cut. Why did he go there? I mean, they offered him money. Yeah, Martellus but no one Bennett. else wanted him. And it's a great they, offense for a tight end. Hey, they asked him. That's they asked point. him a legit question. They said, "What can you do in this offense?" He said, "I can do a lot of shit." That's literally what he said. His response. That's exactly that's, what I would. expect. That's exactly what I would expect. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the uh, the other thing I want to end with a Demarcus Ware story. Shane Ray, the uh, Denver Broncos pass rusher, said that when his rookie year. He had DeMarcus Ware. He was his rookie, which means like, you know, he's, he's like ushering him into the league, but also, you know, he's going to ask him to do stuff for him, you know. So he came into the, he came into the locker room and DeMarcus Ware said, Hey, you got to go get me a bonsai tree. And Shane Ray was like, where am I going to get a bonsai tree? <laughs> so that's my, that's my, uh, my DeMarcus that's a Ware good haze. Uh, story. Cause it's, it's a haze where it's not even really that mean. <laughs> it's just, it's just silly. It's just weird. And yeah. Weird. And, um, you know, they live it's in like Colorado. Ichiro at the All Star Game stories. Oh, when he would curse, do his speech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So that's um, that's it. That's all I got. Um, for that's NFL Seahawks news. and that's NFL. Do you any, anything I missed, guys? Anything you think I should? Uh... No, you you opened my eyes to uh, things like Danny Woodhead Woodhead on the Ravens. Which I'm think... very excited about that, by the way, because I think the Ravens last year they were the most injured team in football, or close to it. They had more guys on IR than anyone else, and they still were pretty good and went nine and seven. And now they added Tony Jefferson, so their defense is going to be incredible. Weddle so and Jefferson excited. is a really good combo, it's and they have favorite. Danny Woodhead, who so they could be injured again. And we have Kenneth Dixon. I think that's a good backfield combo. Booby Dixon. I I think the big thing would be they need a wide receiver, and this is a good draft to pick up a few uh, one or two solid ones. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking the Ravens will actually be one of those teams that grabs corners for no reason. I, I, they need to get younger. I see him doing that. Kevin, you want to plug contacts? Uh, contacts. So, ads. I actually think I we should plug something else, Kevin. I think you should go, everyone should go tell a friend. Tell someone, tell your grandma, tell your Hashtag uncle, tripod. tell your cousin, tell your, your, the guy at work in the cubicle next to you that loves the Seahawks. Tell him, hey, I listen to the Seahawks podcast. It's a Seahawks Nest podcast, and I want you to listen to it too. And then after you do that, post on Twitter with our, um, with about us with the hashtag tripod, T R Y P O D tripod. Um, there's like a it's like a tri- 
topic yeah, March on March is a uh, March is tripod month. There's a lot of people out there who really enjoy a lot of content, but they haven't really figured out podcasts yet and what that can do for you. They're still listening to the radio. Unlike you, smart listener, who has figured out how to curate your content and get exactly what you want. Right. Help them mainline that Seahawks content into those juicy veins of theirs yeah. so they can get only the crispest pure cut. Yeah. Why would you want uh, like five minutes of ads for every eight minutes of airtime when you can just get this one three-minute off-the-top-of-the-head cold read that I'm doing right now? Isn't also, so Dave's Optimaller sucks. Yeah, all right, that, that too. Come at come at me, Dave. Uh, except for if you want me on your radio show, I guess I'll show up. Uh, so, uh, other than that, um, we want you to uh, challenge of the week once again is to five star review us on iTunes. Actually, people did it. Uh, our rating shows up now as five stars. Just thank keep, you. Just keep going now. Just keep going. And also, if you are one of those people, send us that message. We got a sticker for you. Yeah, sticker sticker time. Uh, I'm I mailed a sticker to Argentina, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right, <laughs> we'll see if it <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it makes it there. Good luck. Uh, also, if you want to support us directly, you just want to put cash in our pockets so we can buy a four channel mixer. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. That's patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest, and uh, that's how. We, and we will be uh, trying to upgrade some of our audio equipment, which people already say like, "Oh, your audio quality is really good for a podcast that sucks." So I mean, it's yeah, it's got to be. Uh, it could be even better, I think. Well, don't forget, I Nathan's not going to say this, but Nathan makes Patreon exclusive videos, and I haven't made one in a month though. Like I'm outside I'm of the sound, well, now you have free agent signings you can do it about. Outside of the sound, I will say this: Nathan has the most in-depth coverage on his little videos, his, his short videos that won't waste a lot of your time, and they're they're really informative. They're really great. They're uh, really great. Another thing too, if, I mean, if you sign up now, you haven't seen them, so there's there's a lot of content already there. Uh, another thing is spring break's coming up, and I'm a te- I, it, it is known I am a teacher, and I will be making vid- at least one video during spring break. So, um, yeah, so I'll be here uh, pouring through the tape, and I'm going to make at least one video over spring break. So look forward to that. Also, is tis weeks. the season. Hit us up at Seahawksness, uh, what podcast at from the with questions. We have time to answer them. Yep. So. You know, make it happen. Be a part of the community. Yeah, and I mean, even if we we might just message you back and answer your question pretty directly. Especially uh, if you're from Argentina. Especially no, especially <laughs> this week where like this week I felt like there was so much news that I just like I was like, man, we're not gonna be able to cover all this stuff. Like, there's a bunch of player signings I just skipped. Yeah, because, we have months to cover that though. Like, there, there's so much. There was today, this week was a was a was a flurry. It was a um, first like, week of free agency. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, we're going to talk about a movie that Kevin hasn't seen. So, Kevin, we're going to we're going to sell this movie to you. You ready? All right. This movie has the best 3D of any movie I've ever seen. Does not appeal to me. Okay. But it's also just so good in 2D. I've watched it once. Is it Jaws 3D? I've watched it twice in 3D. In, in we're doing a uh, very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle again. Uh, uh, I've seen it twice on DVD. And uh, I want to talk about the new remake of Dread. Okay, Eric, I know you've seen this. Ooh, I, I own this on Blu-ray. Yeah, so we want to. We're going to sell this movie to Kevin and why he should see it as soon as possible. We're going to make a sales pitch because we don't have a lot of time. That's why I picked this because I was like, I don't because I don't want to spend time digging too deep on it. Like, let's just go. Kevin, ahead. have you seen? The Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it was terrible. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> That's it's a good the opposite pitch. of that. That was the best sales pitch you could have made. <laughs> this this movie stars Carl Urban. 
yeah, which I, you may remember as uh, what Scotty in the new Star Trek movies, uh, some Isildur esque named character in yeah, Lord of the Rings. He was Yomer. <laughs> there the you Lord go. <laughs> Uh, what what am I missing? He's a great character actor. You don't really yeah. He's in like you a don't Bourne movie. That. He's in the Chronicles of Riddick. Like he's in he's in Riddick, Outlander. Uh, yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. So and he's in Star Trek. He's McCoy in Star Trek, the new ones. So, and he's great in those. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's dread. And the thing that's cool is that the one no movie has ever made drugs look more awesome than dread this is true this is true <laughs> like the drug use in this movie is it's amazing. the gimmick of the 3d like what is the deal with 3d is it so you can just have bullets flying at you no surprisingly there's like a million bullets in this movie none of them are flying at you there's some debris yes but it's all for the drugs there's a <laughs> there's a new drug on the street called slow-mo and guess what kevin guess what it does it puts everything in slow motion and that just means there's smoke on the screen and bullets flying through heads really slowly and heads exploding slowly i'm selling it real well i know i can tell and it's I, awesome I, another thing i like about this movie is that it all takes place kind of it, it's like a day in the life like it's like one thing in one and it's got like a training day vibe to it yes where like there's a, a rookie rookie judge with the with the old drudge judge dread and it's they don't really let you know the entire the entire plot, like, and they don't tell you everything. Like, it's not like you know. Sometimes they over explain stuff. Yeah, like they don't do that. They're just like, this is the world you're in. It. Yeah, this it's is what's two happening. sentences. It's like John Wick. In the future, yes. everything's a mega city. Here's our mega city, and there's a rookie. There's there's something about her we won't really tell unless Nathan you want to tell. And uh, Dread is her is her cop buddy partner for the day. And Judge Dredd is a complete fascist, which makes him a great hero for some reason. And <laughs> so if you, America, if, that works. if you ever remove your helmet, that's a fail. If you fail to kill a perp, that's a fail. You know, if you die, that's a fail. Do you understand? I understand. All right, let's go, rookie. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. And the thing about Carl Urban, He's perfectly cast in this because he is a really good character actor for being pretty young in his 30s, maybe early 40s. But the thing about Judge Dredd in the comic, uh, for years, you never saw him without his mask. And Carl Urban isn't the type of star that's like, well, I want you to show my face. You never see Judge Dredd without his mask. It's awesome. It's You're just watching Judge Dredd, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, I, the movie released, it got great reviews, It people liked it. It Not just, a lot of people saw it though. It just never went far enough in the theater. Like it, it cost forty forty one uh forty five million to make, and it only made forty one million. And the, there's and a the, huge grassroots movement to try and get a series made on HBO or, or Stars sequel or something or a sequel. I've I've signed the petition. Or Amazon Prime. People are saying like Amazon. They're trying to convince That's Amazon Prime fit. to do it, which would be, be amazing. Uh, I'm I hope I'm saying it right. I always want to screw up her name. Lena Hetty. Is that her name? It's not like Headley. It's Heedy, I think. Lena Heedy. She is the uh, the lady the from villain. Game of Thrones. She's the villain. This. She's from 300. She's the wife in 300 of uh, Leonidas. She is awesome. She's a great actress. It's, th- this movie is full of great performances. A lot of actors that people don't realize are really great actors that they don't appreciate. Uh, Kevin, I have this on Blu-ray. Uh, you can borrow it. You can, co- can come over and watch it. I can come over and make you watch it. Uh, there's a lot of options. 
It's I could I could say I'm going to borrow it and then leave it sitting on your desk and walk out. This I mean, is topical. <laughs> yes, Kevin. Urban uh, Carl Urban has. I said, like to call it hard boiling it. <laughs> he said at he said at like multiple comic cons that like they want to make a sequel. That sequels in development. That they could, they they're willing to make either a TV show or a movie. So don't take it out to Carl Urban's been in TV shows before. He was in that uh, almost human show. Ah, yeah. yeah I, was, I mean, I was trying to was, think of the name. He was more than willing to just like make a run at being a TV star. So don't put it past him. Like he he's a working actor. He's not just like I want to be the biggest star. I want to make Oscar movies. He's like more like, hey, you know, what? I want to make good, cool stuff, and I'm just gonna do what the jobs come to me. And this needs to be on uh, some sort of pay network because it's hyper violent and it it works. It sounds works. like a good Amazon original fit. That sounds like something. Yeah, honestly, when if it was an Amazon original show, like I'd be so hyped to watch it. More hyped than I am to watch this horrible looking Iron Fist, which I'm still hyped about. You, I mean, you could be hyped about it, but I'm, I hate Dexter. The fact that the same showrunner is, is making both Dexter and you don't, Iron you don't Fist believe is bad. in the uh, curly haired uh, blonde white guy uh, Kung Fu Hope. The problem with Dexter, that's not, though, that's not even the biggest. <laughs> the problem with biggest. Dexter is that the entire premise of Dexter is terrible, which makes everything else not. And it's just it's just the most bland show. I feel like after everyone tells but me I love Dexter, and I just tried to get into it, and I felt like it was. This generation's murder she wrote. The guys is <laughs> like you know every week on murder she wrote she'd solve a murder and every week yeah, on Dexter we get to rant about Iron Fist a little bit. The guy's yeah. a sociopath. Dexter's a sociopath. So yeah, the show's gonna be bland. The, By definition, the character's bland. I mean, the whole thing about Iron Fist is so far the reviews have been terrible. Um, they have not say I've steered it. Everyone hates it. Uh, but they've only seen the first eight episodes. So maybe it's the reverse of Luke Cage because the first eight episodes of Luke Cage were awesome. Like among the best. And then, you know, what I it, don't want to spoil it, but the, a main character, uh, leaves the show and it gets so much worse in the last eight episodes. Like I yeah. thought the show went off the rails and I was like, I don't want to be watching this anymore. This weekend I was, uh, I was flipping channels as I was uh, doing stuff in my room and, uh, I was on the upstairs TV, which doesn't have cable. It's got an antenna. And I happened upon an old movie, and I watched ten minutes of it, and I said, "Whole, I'm gonna swear jar. Holy shit! Luke Cage ripped off Meteor Man. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Meteor Man. I saw ten minutes of Meteor Man, and great. it is it is the last eight episodes of Kate. Oh Luke god, that's, yeah, that's the last, a terrible. The last eight episodes of Luke crap. Cage are really bad, though. It, it really, it, it's the same thing. So I, I got to be honest. I'm excited to binge watch Luke. Uh, I'm sorry, Iron Fist, because I do like Iron Fist. I like the character. I think he looks cool. I really am probably just going to go to the last episode and see if he puts on the damn costume because <laughs> every Netflix show I'm like just wear the damn costume. Eric Eric's going to what Eric's going to do is he's going to like uh, watch all the episodes and then he's going to be like, "Well, you know, at least he'll be in the Defenders." Yeah. <laughs> hopefully he wears his costume this in Punisher, the damn Defenders. This Punisher show hopefully will be good. Yeah, I don't I didn't think you could screw up the Punisher, but outside of the Daredevil season 2, they've whoa, done that in every whoa. movie. Punisher Warzone is great. There's a part where the Punisher <laughs> Shoots a rocket into someone's <laughs> chest. Okay, that movie is the greatest movie ever put. What about when he steps also, on the guy's head and explodes? Also, yeah. the Punisher Warzone. They were like, let's make a splatterhouse Punisher. That is movie. like the Punisher it- does kill John Travolta. And I'm a big fan <laughs> Wait, that's, of that's just the Punisher killing that's, John Travolta. Yeah, that's just the regular. The Punisher. I know, that but I, I know it's great. He kills the, John Travolta. The thing about Warzone, like Ant Man, John Travolta's like, hey, I'm the bad guy in this movie. It switched directors. Towards the end, or the director of Warzone, no one knows. She got kicked off the project. 
she no she got i thought it's she got brought in or she i think she she disavowed her existence in the film. no 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 because she's the one with her name on it i think okay the, the original director disavowed his name and she came in and did all the super sweet action stuff apparently that's the story okay um awesome. so it was like reverse amen okay <laughs> going to punisher with tom jane which i thought was a great casting until they completely changed the origin of the punisher and they made it comical, which you can you can mess around with origins. I don't you don't have to be a purist. You right, just like, can't just change like the race. The origin of Daredevil now crosses over with the origin of the Ninja Turtles. Correct. <laughs> and, uh, that's do you do you not know the the origin of the Ninja Turtles? I, I do, I do. No, I mean that the the uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were huge Daredevil fans. Yeah, yeah, I know the whole yeah. thing. That, but I mean, that's why I made that joke. <laughs> that's uh, they wrote it in later. They were like, oh yeah, now this is a crossover with the beginning of Daredevil. <laughs> we can't we can't forget this though, Dolph Lundgren. Louis Gossett Jr., the first Punisher movie. You thought, oh, shut up. You thought, you thought terrible movies didn't exist. Well, you got to see this piece of crap. Yeah, it's, it's almost as good as the Dolph Lundgren Master of the Universe movie. It's any, it's almost as good as any Dolph Lundgren movie, the same movie outside of he can't Rocky speak English. I, I would guarantee Dolph they... Lundgren did not know the difference between the two movies. <laughs> they just kept exposing him. Like, I don't understand what the deal was. They were like, this guy has a really good look. Let's do things that he just definitely cannot do. He's handsome and he had a good body. I don't know what, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. They're handsome he could have been a villain in so many things with minimal speaking parts. Like, why the hell didn't he get cast as Jaws? You know, he got cast as He Man instead. You know what's funny about that kevin you're right he played he-man he played uh punisher punisher he also he's the lead in kindergarten cop too no he's he's <laughs> also he a hero in another he speak english by then That's he was yeah. in he was in like a, a bunch of ter- terrible movies like Except showdown of little was tokyo he in the original Re- avengers that avengers movie no that's no. called the avengers but it's not actually about the avengers. With sean connery no 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 the yeah with sean connery and ray fines and uma thurman i have that right that oh, sounds shit. about right yeah yeah, right. live that. Time time to go home. Yeah, anyway, all right. I'm well, glad that we picked something and didn't go long on it or off the rails. Well, we went too long. But uh, anyway, uh, Honestly, I officially recommends you watch Dread and uh, tweet us about it. I love Dread so much. I feel no one else is going to love it. People heard like, oh, they're just doing Dread. We'll, we'll, we'll turn it off anyway. Nope. They're, they're in. They love Dread too now. Yeah, and also if they you... just watched it and they came back and listened to this last five seconds of the podcast. You're like, how, how do I watch Dread? Just spend the seven bucks and buy the DVD. This was like the last eight episodes of Luke Cage. Right here. No. <laughs> Maybe. Alright. Anyway, uh, for, for Luke Cage, for Kevin Garber, <laughs> for Eric Ronnebeck, I'm Iron Fist and we'll see you next week. Go Hawks. Eric Meteor Man Ronnebeck.